Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. As a sorcerer's acquaintance of mine used to say, quite a selective approach. Very practical, I'd say. But at the root of it lies some idea, Geralt. The conflict between the forces of order and the forces of chaos, as a sorcerer acquaintance of mine used to say. I imagine that you carry out your mission, defending people from evil, always and everywhere, without distinction. You stand on a clearly defined side of the palisade. The forces of order, the forces of chaos. Awfully high-flown words, Borg. You desperately want to position me on one side of the palisade in a conflict which is generally thought to be perennial, began long before us, and will endure long after we've gone. On which side does the farrier shoeing horses stand? Or our innkeeper hurrying here with a cauldron of lamb? What, in your opinion, defines the border between chaos and order? A very simple thing, said Three Jackdaws, and looked him straight in the eye. That which represents chaos is menace, is the aggressive side, while order is the side being threatened, in need of protection, in need of a defender. But let us drink, and make a start on the lamb. Rightly said. The Zeracanians, watching their figures, were taking a break from eating, time they spent drinking more quickly. Vera, leaning over on her companion's shoulder, whispered something again, brushing the tabletop with her plaid. Thea, the shorter of the two, laughed loudly, cheerfully, narrowing her tattooed eyelids. Yes, Borch said, picking a bone clean. Let us continue our talk, if you will. I understand you aren't keen on being placed on either side. You do your job. That's correct. But you cannot escape the conflict between chaos and order. Although it was your comparison, you are not a farrier. I've seen you work. You go down into a dungeon among some ruins and come out with a slaughtered basilisk. There is, comrade, a difference between shoeing horses and killing basilisks. You said that if the payment is fair, you'll hurry to the end of the world and dispatch the monster you're asked to. Let's say a fierce dragon is wreaking havoc on a bad example, Geralt interrupted. You see, right away, you've mixed up chaos and order, because I do not kill dragons, and they, without doubt, represent chaos. How so? Three jackdaws licked his fingers. Well, I never. After all... Among all monsters, dragons are probably the most bestial, the cruelest and fiercest, the most revolting of reptiles. They attack people, breathe fire, and carry off, you know, virgins. There's no shortage of tales like that. It can't be that you, a witcher, don't have a few dragons on your trophy list. I don't hunt dragons, Geralt said dryly. I hunt folk tales for sure, and drake lizards, and flying drakes, but not true dragons. The green, the black, or the red. Take note, please. You astonish me, Three Jackdaws said. Very well, I've taken note. In any case, that's enough about dragons for the moment. I see something red on the horizon, and it is surely a crayfish. Let us drink. Their teeth crunched through the red shells, and they sucked out the white flesh. The salt water, stinging painfully, trickled down over their wrists. Borch poured the beer, by now scraping the ladle across the bottom of the keg. 
The Zeracanians were even more cheerful, the two of them looking around the inn and smiling ominously. The Witcher was convinced they were searching out an opportunity for a brawl. Three jackdaws must also have noticed, because he suddenly shook a crayfish he was holding by the tail at them. The women giggled, and Tia pouted her lips for a kiss and winked. Combined with her tattooed face, this made for a gruesome sight. They are as savage as wildcats, three jackdaws murmured to Geralt. They need watching. With them, comrade, suddenly, before you know it, the floor's covered in guts. But they're worth every penny, if you knew what they're capable of. I know, Geralt nodded. You couldn't find a better escort. Zeracanians are born warriors, trained to fight from childhood. I didn't mean that. Bork spat a crayfish claw onto the table. I meant what they're like in bed. Geralt glanced anxiously at the women. They both smiled. Veer reached for the dish with a swift, almost imperceptible movement. Looking at the Witcher through narrowed eyes,